Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Three Points Podcast. I'm Ben Byford. I'm Tony. And I'm Ben Shaky Waddleton. Hello, everybody. Good Hiya. news. Um, Hello. Three Points Podcast. Uh, what, what are we? What are we doing? What's What's going on in our lives? What games have we been playing? I've been playing the game of love. Game of love. Yeah, I got married. How are you doing at that game? Are you winning? I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. Winning. How many points did you get? <laughs> okay. I'm still in the game, so there you go. Okay, cool. It's That's a never-ending game. Technically, I'm, I'm out of the game. I'm out of one game and into a new, even more devious game. Ah. This game sounds hideously confusing. Is it yeah. the game of mistresses? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was a test. You passed the mistress test. Good. That's good. Have you been playing anything else, uh, Shakes? What have I been playing? Um, I have been playing a game called MLB The Show 17, which neither of you guys are going to know anything about because it's uh, <laughs> to do with American sports. What, what sport? What sports is that? It's baseball. Baseball? Major League Baseball. Okay. And Hence MLB. Have you played many baseball games in the past? Because it's not something I've come across. <clears throat> I have played a lot of very crappy sort of arcade ones and Neo Geo ones and ones on the NES and the SNES. Like they've, baseball games have actually got a long checkered past yeah. on, the, on, on consoles and, and, and in video game form. And I most mostly my experience with them was they're very confusing and <laughs> you're trying to take an already quite complicated game and reduce it down to something like in an arcade you had two buttons or maybe even three or the NES you've got two buttons and you've got up left down and right as well so usually you sort of spend most of your time it's actually quite fun if you play with someone else who hasn't got a clue what they're doing it's actually quite fun because um you're both flailing at the controller and trying to make them throw the ball and and whatever um so yeah i i, I played a lot of old crappy baseball games um and now i've been playing this one but i've mostly just been playing one player like a career mode mm. sort of thing and I'm quite into baseball. I find I'm finding it really boring. So, yeah, there's that. So not it's very racing. repetitive. <laughs> well, it's very repetitive. I yeah. mean, even for someone who enjoys it, like, is it? It's quite enjoyable, but it's not as enjoyable as actually going outside. Um, and that's the which... end of the podcast, people. Thanks very much. <laughs> Games, get out of there. <laughs> if you're making a sports game, it should be at least as enjoyable as going be. outside in the well, sunshine. Well, I think it's uh, like with a lot of sports games, it's almost the you, you're making a game and the sport is a purveyor of the game, not the other way around. You're not trying mm. to to reinvent the wall, uh, the the wheel. Um, I have I have all my best uh, favorite sports games. I just like so arcadey and like weird but like fun because of that fact that they're not like the real world yeah well it's the it's the reason why um i like rocket league a lot more than fifa for example mm. and i mean fifa is fine and it's very popular and obviously it, it it does its job but it's you kind of forget how much they've they've had to kind of weirdly abstract um everything in order to make it into a game that actually kind of like works as a video game so for example every everybody knows that when you pass someone the ball the ball kind of locks to your player and that's like a thing that mm. oh okay someone's designed that and it works well you know the ball you don't yeah. have to worry about keeping the ball or anything like that um which is 
it's fine, but it's kind of now that that's been the most successful thing or the thing that they, people have decided that's how it works now, um, you're kind of losing the the interesting bit. Like maybe it could be fun to try and have a sports game or a football game where you have to worry about keeping the ball or dribbling the ball or whatever. Mm. Like, for example, Sensible World of Soccer had a really interesting thing where they, they had a kind of halfway house um, approach to it where it was kind of, I mean, I have no idea mm. how it was actually done, but what it felt like, and that's like the most important thing, it felt amazing. It was actually kind of done on like your velocity. So if you turn slowly, yeah. he can dribble and keep the ball no problem. Yeah. But if you are in trouble or you panic or whatever and you, and you, uh, you turn sort of in a jerky motion, you'll lose the ball, which is great. Like that works well. It makes sense with the actual conceit and it feels good and it feels kind of like fair. Oh, I, well, I lost the ball. I should have mm. like been yeah, more yeah. skillful at dribbling. Because I stopped whatever. moving and the ball carried on going, mm. for example. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of funny. I guess it probably happens in things like fighting games as well, where something becomes the accepted way of doing something. And um, before you know it, uh, people have stopped trying to, go oh well maybe there's a better way we could do yeah. that or a more interesting way i, I felt like Which... that with um with thrasher and tony hawk's pro skater because thrasher was so relentlessly hard where uh, and made things really very very difficult to, to pull off whereas tony hawk's was just this arcadey just a really easy yeah it's exactly the same thing you go from one approach which was like more geared towards how you would actually do it in in real life, perhaps, you know, you had to mm. kind of like hold down and then, and what, and like release your jump. Motion, um, yeah. And then with Tony Hawks, it was to do this, you press this, to do that, you press that. And you just, it's the press of a button. There's no sort of tactility. There's no feeling behind it. You just press a button and it does it, which um, is great for racking up ridiculously big combos, but that's kind of about it, mm. which is why I'm so sad that they're not making any more EA skate games because that was just absolutely perfect and that's kind of a a thing where they they managed to bring it back and somebody did say hey well why, why don't we try and um come up with a better way of doing this and that and that whole idea of flicking the analog stick to, mm. to ollie and, and to do your tricks and stuff is just genius i mean it feels exactly how you want it to feel it makes loads of sense i mean i feel like every time i talk about games on here i talk about how they feel i'm way more interested in how they feel and more interested in just like a tiny little bit of the game because it feels really good rather than even getting to the end of a game or, or completing mm. a game. It's why I love Rocket League um, because in a funny kind of way, uh, a game about three on three, uh, like remote controlled cars kicking a huge football around feels more like real football than FIFA does. And FIFA is unbelievably successful and has been going for a long time. So there, FIFA... Yeah, well, it's why yeah, I guess it's why yeah. people are interested yeah. in Rocket League now. Yeah, in your face. So, would you recommend this? Um, um, MLB, yeah. MLB the show. Uh, uh, no, as a game that you should spend your money on, I unless you're a big, huge baseball geek, um, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. As a game to spark off an interesting conversation um, on a podcast, I'd I'd rate it as seven and a half out of 10. seven and a half people tony what do you think Great. about the uh, the scoring there of the i love it i agree with it 80 percent um cool what have you been playing tone dog uh well i've still been playing zelda 
Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about Zelda. It's still really good. Um, I don't know whether Shakes, <laughs> if you've played any more of it. Um, no, I mean, I love it. And I continue to find, uh, similar to what you were just saying there, Shakes, like, I continue to find little bits of it that just make me like really happy to be in the game at that point like little things that just feel nice to like find or do or whatever awesome. um yeah zelda's great don't think there's anything else to say about it well, you, you could uh, buy me I a also... copy and then i'll have a, a conversation with you about it hmm. <laughs> i don't know about that man but we'll see oh, um okay but then the only so the only other game that i found any time before at the moment um and I'm incredibly late to the party with this, and I'd be interested to hear if either of you two have played it. It's a game called A Dark Room, um, which nope. I think appeared in like 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. I guess it's only three years ago. It's not that old. But anyway, it, a while ago. Um, and I think it was originally just a web-based game. And then uh, I've got it on an Android phone. I know it's on iOS. Um First of all, if you go and Google it, the first thing you'll find is a bunch of spoilers for it. So if you're at all interested in it, don't read very much of it. Okay. Because it's, I don't know, it's... A, I can see Ben addictive. Googling it right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ben, ben, is, ben knows all about it already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just don't know um, it's good for myself. But no, it's a very, it, it starts off very simply and it doesn't really tell you very much about what's going on. And essentially, it reveals a story to you via a kind of very simple textual interface where you're effectively just managing um, stuff. And I'll leave it at that. I won't say what the stuff is, but like it's a very small management sim. It kind of wants you to go back into it and click on things. Um, But it has this, but it uses that um, interface to tell a story. And obviously, I don't Mm. know the whole of the story, but... It's very clever. I think it's probably free, or if not free, it's like a pound. It's, yeah, it's a pound um, on iOS. Yeah, I th- I think it's definitely worth checking out because like you could like you, it it's billed as a kind of casual game, and certainly you could just do that. It's, it's something you very easily just open in your pocket and like play while you're on the tube or whatever. But I like <laughs> I sat down for an evening and like played it for quite a long time, way too long than I would care to admit, probably just because the story was good and I wanted to find out what the next bit was. Yeah. Uh, so I can highly recommend it, but I don't really want to say very much more because mm. I think the way it reveals stuff is great and the stuff that it reveals is interesting. So I would highly recommend. Cool. Cryptic. So if anyone out there is uh, listening and is interested in us doing a spoiler cast on anything you've heard today, let us know and we can record a little ditty. <laughs> Then it'll tell you all about the dark room. Yes, just read it all. I'll go and play it. <laughs> ben will just read the Wikipedia. Yeah. If you if you are unable to read Wikipedia articles, Ben is quite happy to narrate them for you. I am That's... here for you. I, you I won't can... get spoiled because he'll say the wrong thing anyway, or he'll remember it. <laughs> it's a so different dark room. It's crazy. a dark room I'll have to make after I've said the wrong thing. But that's fine. <laughs> it sounds like the kind that's of thing that might be good on an aeroplane, Tone. It would be brilliant on an aeroplane, yes. Um, so those are the, those are the only two games that I've been playing recently at all. Cool. Ben, um, what have you been doing with your life? Well, I've been looking after uh, a child uh, and a cat and wow. trying to make some money, uh, making video games and websites. And uh, I've been playing a new game called Pyre from those lovely people who made the Bastion and... Um, oh, uh, transistor transistor um and 
it is lovely obviously it looks nice it's very well animated and the music it's just it's just very lavish um but did you either of you play banner saga at all no i did but not I know what you're talking about yes so it, it's it's a very similar game in its construction to banner saga because it has this story overworld element so you've got this lush kind of illustration and you're moving through it and it's well animated and has different characters and you're doing a lot of reading um most like there's only one character which is read which is voice acted uh and your character is faceless so they're just speaking at you and you don't actually get to speak but you get to make some choices every now and then um so there's a lot of story content there and then breaking up the story content to kind of send you down different paths are these little kind of almost basketball game type intermissions and they're really hard (laughs) um um, they're really well constructed (laughs) and there's there's enough variation in how they operate to kind of to keep you going it's kind of a mix of basketball and netball in a kind of masonic sort of ritual sort of way it's just weird and um yeah it works really well um they don't have any online like multiplayer which is quite annoying um so you can play two on two in couch co-op um which is nice oh so you can just play the little game so you can play yes you've got the campaign and you you can just play the basketball type multiplayer game on its own which is cool but obviously there's no online matchmaking or anything like that um right and it's weird because it's it's all it's almost a little bit uh shoehorned in a bit because in banner saga you got this um epic kind of tolkien-esque thing happening and then it's broken up by uh battles which happen on a big isometric grid and this because quite strategic and the battles make sense within the storyline whereas this the storyline revolves over revolves around these ceremonies which happen to be this basketball type game but it seems really weird that that's the case. <laughs> so, like, you're having all this chat and stuff, and then suddenly you're doing this um, quite action-based thing. Yeah. And then and then you're sitting around reading for the next 20 minutes, and then you do another one. I, I am enjoying it, but it's a weird pace, I guess. Um, it's a very strange like, stop-and-start pace. From what I've seen, it seems a bit like um, they they went, OK, next game. What's everybody been working on? And one person <laughs> said, "Oh, well, I've, I've, I oh. sort of want to do like a story-driven text thing." And then somebody else went, "Like, oh, I don't know. I've made this little thing. Uh, it's kind of like a basketball sportsy type of thing." Um, you yeah, know. smash them together. It's two games, sort of thing. Yeah. Am Am I wrong in thinking that this reminds me very heavily of like, was it Final Fantasy X that had the blitzball, blitzball. sports thing? In yes, blitzball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah god that, I, I need to go back and look at well, that you're right like i really resented blitzball i really i really wanted to play final fantasy and i just really really resented the fact that i had to play blitzball at all it was yeah. like i'm probably missing something and i feel like if i was introduced to blitzball as a separate game i might enjoy playing it mm. but i just resisted that game. i don't know it just really didn't go down well for me because <laughs> i went like, back whatever. and played blitzball you know optionally and enjoyed mm. it okay oh you uh, liked it I liked it. I, I was into it. Um, but in all the, it's weird the thing that Final Fantasy do is Square Enix do with their kind of games that within they kind of make them action based, and then in the next one they go, 
oh, it's not action-based anymore. It's just you have to pick teams and they just play it out and it's all like, um, you know, kind of a betting thing, a strategic sort of... Mm-hmm. Um, That's in the latest like, one. As, um, they've gone for the... It's like a weird um, gladiators arena and you choose um, a set of monsters and then they're going to go in there and they're going to yeah. automatically fight a whole bunch of other monsters. Right. Um, and the funny, the See, funny thing is... This sounds good. I want this. Uh, this yeah, good. You're, you're literally betting money on it. You don't really have any um, sway over it apart from a few um, like optional perks that you can buy, which will make your animals like tougher or like more resilient. Um, but yeah, it's just mm. it's funny because they show you who they're going to be fighting first, and the really cool thing is it's kind of like that. Um, would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or? Uh, you know, a bunch of chicken-sized horses. And so they show you at the beginning, okay, well, this time it's 10 of the giraffe-looking kind of things. Yeah. And the thing that's going to be fighting them is one of the massive rhinoceros things, right? So 10 versus one. And then you have to kind of go, oh, well, Which there's one? 10 of them, but yeah. it's got a sharp horn. Okay, I've, I'm going to put 100 on the rhino or whatever. <laughs> and then you press play. And um, and it just plays out automatically, and you're like you cheering them. it on. And what's really interesting is you kind of get more into it because you're not controlling it. If you were controlling it, you'd be like, oh, shit, shit, shit. And it's you doing it. But because you're not controlling it, you're just cheering. You're just going, come on, Rhino, come on, Rhino. Um, yeah, kind of makes it more fun, the fact that, that you're not part of it in cool. a weird way. I have not got that far yet. That's just like it. Which is embarrassing, isn't it? That's as far as I got before I stopped playing video games altogether. That was the end of video games. That was Final Fantasy Fifteen, right? Sure. Yep. Yep. That one. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Good. The one with all the lads going on the road trip. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Um, right along. Um, do we have any more for any more? Well, I think to round out the sports episode, uh, I should mention I got hold of a game because it finally just came out for the PS4. I've been I. I've, watched it a long time ago on uh, Twitch. Somebody was playing it on the PC. It's a game called Speedrunners, and it looked really good, and I, I wanted to play it for a long time, and now it's out on the PS4, so I bought it immediately because it seemed right up my street. It's basically um, my favorite bit of Micro Machines, which was when Yay. you were playing local um, verses, and the whole thing was just based around, if you go out of the screen, you're dead which led to some incredible like close finishes and comebacks and, and all the other stuff. So they've basically taken that concept of that if you leave the screen, you're dead, but they've placed it into a 2D side-on platforming type um, thing where you're, you've got your usual sort of run, jump controls, and then you've got like a little hook shot thing so you can swing. And you're running around a track, and the whole track is just like a level, like a platformer level. It just goes in a loop. The only bit you ever see of the level is what the screen is allowing you at the time. Um, so you all, you're all running constantly and trying not to trip up and you're sort of sliding and whatever. And it's basically just kind of like really fast. It flows really, really nicely. It feels really good to play. And it's very satisfying. It's definitely something that's um, a lot more fun local co-op and I would probably say that's the same with, you know, even though I hated on it, this baseball game, it's actually, you know, if you play against someone on the sofa, it's a lot lot more interesting than playing against a computer, which is often the case. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I really like it. I had a very bad experience. Well, not a bad experience. I had fun um, originally playing it online because what they do is they want you to learn how to play the game before that you can do um, competitive mode. So they say, okay, you've got to get at least 2,000 points in kind of baby mode before we let you go and do competitive mode so you don't just hate it and turn it off immediately. Um, so that bit's nice. And I felt like in the first week when it came out, lots of people were playing it at the same time on the PlayStation. So it's a very level playing field. I came back to it the second week and I went into the competitive mode and instantly just got absolutely rinsed by every single person <laughs> Uh, every game we played, it's always it's four people, so it's matchmaking. So people kind of just drop in and drop out. But uh, every time there was just one just absolute badass who'd who'd worked out every little glitch, every little exploit and stuff, which just meant that you would just lose. Um, and it's first to three. So this person would just win, 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 and then the game's over. And <laughs> it was the most annoying thing. I mean, talk about turning a game that... Um, it was really, really fun and felt really, really nice into something that felt completely pointless and redundant, um, you know, within five minutes. So, yeah, I, I'd be really interested to play it, um, couch co-op mm. some more because it's one of those perfect little games where uh, you could just stick it on and it takes at, it takes 20 seconds to teach someone how to play it and, yeah. and you're off. Is that, I, I was yes, playing yeah. it... Um on your recommendation and I felt similarly where I started the campaign mode and got instantly bored after two levels um, and went into the online play and had uh, was stuck with that a little bit longer and there was a kind of, there was a couple of people who kept winning more often than not and I don't know if it's um, to do with the lack of variation the levels because obviously they're all made levels um, so, and it would be a hard job to make it really flow nice with generated levels. Um, yeah, well, they have user-generated levels, so they have introduced that now. So okay, okay. you can have user-created ones, and often you'll just, you know, choose them, only choose randomly generated user levels, for example, which uh, okay. which kind of levels are playing for. Yeah. At least you can't just go, okay, I know every little glitch for this level. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. Like, I mean, I'm quite happy to uh, concede that I was getting beaten by someone that's better than me, but when it's someone who's just kind of like, the game feels very kind of homemade. As much as it runs nicely and, and it feels um, fun to play, it's definitely kind of hanging in there. It's not some <laughs> big polished thing. <laughs> so there are glitches and there are sort of exploits and stuff. Um, which maybe they'll iron out, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of, it went from feeling really, really fun and nice and kind mm. of balanced to to feeling kind of broken very quickly. And the thing is, I mean, what you said about the campaign mode, it's very true of, you know, if you're playing an AI, it's very easy to beat. And it's the same with something like Street Fighter where it's almost completely pointless to um, even have like an, an AI mode. But the thing about Street Fighter is even though it's extremely difficult and it will kick your ass over and over again, and you'll feel like, I am terrible at this, you will get better. Um, mm. Whereas with speedrunners, I don't know. I think if you went about it in I have a... To say, I have to say, a game called Speedrunners, it seems unlikely they're going to remove glitches from a game <laughs> called Speedrunners. Like, <laughs> Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I mean, I know what you mean. It's the fact that they turned it into a, a racing game, which... 
makes me feel like it should be balanced because you should be on a level yeah, playing field. racing game should be fair yeah I, I i mean i love speedruns and i love nothing more than watching someone absolutely destroy a game in, in a creative way you know exploits and, and everything <laughs> but if it's like if you were trying to race against a dark crawl dark souls speedrunner and you knew what you know now and they know yeah. everything that was about how fun it was you know mm. Mm. Yeah. i'm just being grumpy because uh, i got beaten well, we'll, we'll, we'll play uh we'll play in in situ in on the couch and yeah. uh make it work fantastic streaming game i think really fun fantastic little streaming game mm. very like i said very similar to micro machines that sort of vibe where um you can be miles and miles ahead and then you make one mistake and suddenly you're fighting for your life and you're you're almost out of it sort of thing so like really nice moments like that i would recommend it sweet psn steam cool speedrunners um tony i hear you've been working on something uh yeah i have I, I, again i'm not sure if there's much to talk about but um i well let me roll back a second sure uh on the as as I'm sure you will remember, and I'm sure Shakes, you listened to it, so you definitely know all about this. But on the previous podcast, I mentioned the summer. I don't even know what it's called. It's really long-winded, and it doesn't roll off the tongue. But the summer, let's all make a roguelike together thing on Reddit, um, yep. which was uh, at the time I wasn't doing, um, I wasn't taking part in it or anything. But since then, I decided I sort of I tried to catch up because obviously it had been going for a few weeks. So every week they do like another part of making a little roguelike thing. And I've got to the point where I did some enemy enemy AI and the field of vision stuff, and it's been really good. I, 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 I said it last time, but I can recommend people like following along with this stuff. Even if you do it, it's like it's set up to be done in Python, and it's kind of they, they'll handhold you through saying all that, but they, you can do it in different languages. And it's been interesting because I had an idea of how a lot of things would work in a roguelike. Like I have some idea of how the procedural generation would work, sure. but not a huge amount. Um, <clears throat> I have some idea how like the enemies would work and all that sort of stuff. And it's really interesting that like I was able to get really good results with a really simple uh, procedural generation set up for generating dungeons. And then I spent way too long doing the field of, field of view thing. So what I'm talking about is in roguelikes where you can't see everything to begin with and you kind of have to explore to find the shape of the dungeon and you also have quite a often... Fog um, a fog of war. Well, yes, yeah, so you have a fog of war and then they quite often also have like some concept of where you can see from where you're stood in the level. So, you know, if you've got walls in between, you kind of cast this light out which has shadows depending on what's around you kind of thing. Okay, like, um, a, oh, like a line of sight type, type thing. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, and so implementing that was really interesting and way more complicated than i expected it to be um so that was pretty good uh i shared a gif with you two um of it and i don't know I, it's kind of the, the 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 tutorials that they do once a week it's got to the point where it's going into quite specific things about like combat and stuff the thing that i want to make probably doesn't have traditional roguelike combat in it so i'm a bit but on the flip side following the tutorials Oh, in involved some roguelike combat. Hmm. Oh, there he is. This is what we've been doing since you've been away, Tone. Great. 24 magic carrots in the air. Woo. Cool. What happened? Premium podcast content. 
That's right. Terrible Only. internet happened. Terrible. Uh, I, uh, what is, I was what worried is that your internet service provider got nuked. No, that, it's quite, that's, that's quite an extreme worry to have. I mean, that's not where, uh, that's not where my mind went on. Well, I mean, no, but like, I wouldn't immediately assume that that was what was happening. But, uh, but thanks. This is not the <laughs> okay. podcast. It was either that or, or because of the noise it made, it sounded like you got sucked into the computer. I see, I see. Um, <laughs> you were halfway through a word and you were <laughs> Well, rest assured, I am extracted from the computer. <laughs> Yeah, Se- totally separate. Separate I am, and what? all good. What was that was, film? In how the, was the rest it, of the podcast? It was two months in Tony's time, and it was only twenty minutes in our time, Ben. It was. <laughs> it was a long twenty minutes, though. Mind. Tony had an epic battle. <laughs> you look older. And a whole training sequence. And Very wise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I had a montage. It was great. It's yeah. <laughs> I've seen so much. <sighs> Great, great stuff. Good. It was well. It was good we recorded stuff. a uh, an outro just in case you never, if you did, just in case you did get nuked. Yeah, thanks. Was it a very respectful? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in loving memory. Yeah. <laughs> we did a whole like did a whole like song. Um, yeah. Ode to I you. Look, I look forward to hearing this. It's it was good. It was very good. Without you, my friend. And it was like black edged, and it was like an old photo of you like that. <laughs> and it had uh, yeah, always, always yeah. in our hearts or something. Else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I dedicated that podcast to you. Nice. Uh, but you're back, so that's fine. Put you back, so we can sign off again now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did Did you have anything more to say other than whatever you were talking about back then, twenty Why minutes ago? Listen, listen back to it, Ben, and tell him what he was talking about. <laughs> um, I think you were talking about something about coding being hard, but he was we all about know Python. that's the case. He was talking about God, some, isn't some, coding games hard? Some uh, sort of Python was combat with a yeah, Python. That was- <laughs> he was in combat. Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like the two of you have basically done such a good job of recapping what I was talking about. I don't think there's anything more to be said <laughs> on that. On that. Okay. Well, good. Um, so, on that note, uh, Tony, I look forward to playing the your Python game. And uh, it's not in Python, but you can do it. In Python. Oh, zing! Not in Python. That's it. It's in. It's, um, it's about Python. It all will be revealed. Okay. Due course. Stay my tuned. Friend. This is a multi-part podcast. That's right, people. In, in June. No. Yeah. In June next year, coming to June. a podcast. Can you call it in your proximity? In, in, in June. Um, Frank Herbert's not Frank Herbert's June. June. Yes. June Tony, Tony's June. June. Yes. Coming in June. Slayer. <laughs> <Coming> <laughs> June. <laughs> With the herb, whatever. Can I spice. just say before you turn it off? Mm-hmm. Whilst we were waiting for Tony to um, we finish big reveal battling in, in the internet, Ben revealed to me that there is a new Micro Machines game. What? The PlayStation 4. That's right, people. I know. And I like Micro Machines, but I don't like this. <laughs> I do wonder that the people who are slightly younger than us um, who maybe haven't played much NES, SNES, yeah, well. maybe that much PlayStation 1, yeah, won't know well. what mm-hmm. Micro Machines is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's their fault. That is a problem. Drive, my friend. Yes. NES, Mega Drive, whatever you want. 
Yeah. Whatever, great. whatever, mate. Okay, I haven't. So I all like I've just done there. I'm on Codemasters. Okay. I've got the vid I've got the video. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So uh, I think we I'll should reserve just my record you uh, watching silently for a bit. <laughs> Tony okay. silently reacts. Cool. <laughs> Let me pump it up. Uh, wait a minute. No, we just want to hear you this breathing. Is... I need to give you a um, Brian Blessed trigger warning. There's Brian Blessed in it. Yeah. <laughs> he what? is a micro machine. It's the best thing about it. What? Uh, so bear dear. in mind, I'm watching it without audio. That's a quality reaction, right? Person, or is it, uh, like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I quite like the uh, the kind of cutesy. What's it called? Like Tiascura effects, like little yeah. things on a kitchen table thing. It seems like a nice take on the micro machines thing. But you've seen micro machines before, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like as a modern as a modern rendition of that, I think that's kinda cool. But yeah, I'm sure also if Brian Bless is in it, I don't know what your problem well, is because if Brian I didn't say he's in it, it's gonna have some He's in the trailer. Oh. But having said that, um... they might be doing a whole little big pla I mean, please God, they're doing a little big planet Stephen Fry thing where they get get him to do the what? trailer and amazing you know he narrates the whole thing yeah 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 I, if Brian Blessed narrates the whole thing that I'm it's it's cool. sold what narrates the actual back. races that, in the you game imagine you know, Brian, just yeah. like Brian, Brian, Brian Blessed is the commentator no yeah, and the yeah. commentator and the commentator well that would be good that would wow. be amazing that would actually be quite fun I think I think you know, we'll reserve our judgment for now and, and get and go and play it so, sometime so okay so the, the version of Micro Machines that I've just invented for you if that exists, then we all agree that that would be pretty good. But that's definitely not what they've made. Yeah. If he cool. narrates it like Bastion, so yeah, whenever they've got loads of pre-prepared <laughs> like things, they react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, then yeah. it would be incredible. That's the thing. Imagine like you spin off the edge of the bathtub and Brian, Brian Blessed like laughs. And that's he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Gordon's alive. Um, Sorry, we'll just narrate everything. Okay. Well, I'm okay. I'm going okay. to uh, go to bed now. So it's late in in the England time. I was Tony, and my name is Tiger Chops on Twitter. I think we're finishing now. Goodbye. Okay, bye, Tony. It's nice to have you. I'm Benjamin Shaky Waddleton, and I'm at Super Shakes on Twitter. That's S U P A Shakes on Twitter. And I am Benjamin Byford, and I am Ben Byford on Twitter. Thank you for joining us for the Three Points Podcast. You can find us at thethreepointspodcast.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us for next time where we learn more about Micro Machines, the secret of Tony's disappearance, and his new game. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Gordon's alive! Bye! Bye. <laughs>